Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Wednesday night, continuing on in John chapter 11. And uh, last week we talked about Jesus coming to Bethany and Martha meeting him on the road and then having a conversation with him about Jesus asking her how what she believed basically, kind of like testing her belief. And she said, yeah, I believe, right? And so then moving on from there, today, this week we're going to talk about... Um, Verse 28 to 37. 28 to 37. So, I'm just going to read through it real quick and then we'll get started. It says, uh, verse 28. So, picking up in verse 27, she says, Yes, Lord, I, she told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Verse 28. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house, consoling Mary, saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him? But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? And that's a good question, right? From them. So going back to 28. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So there's nothing here that says that Jesus told Martha to go get Mary. But, um, you know, either Martha felt much more at peace after talking with the Lord and then was basically kind of like saying to her sister, go talk with the Lord, you know, and you're really going to feel a lot better afterwards um, kind of thing. Or Jesus did ask her to get Martha or ask Martha to get Mary and it just wasn't documented, you know. Um, but it's cool that, you know, Jesus, Mary went to go see Jesus. So Mary immediately went to him. So that's exactly how we should respond. When we feel the Lord tugging at our heart, we should immediately respond. And when we're struggling with something, or we're sad or in mourning, we should immediately go to the Lord. We should immediately turn to Jesus, you know, um, in our life. You know, when we're struggling with stuff, and we're in a bad place, or we just have a sadness in our heart, or we might be depressed or feeling low and down, we should turn to Jesus immediately, not other things. You know, we shouldn't turn to uh, the television or, or people around us necessarily. We should go to the Lord first. And then maybe if, if the, you know, depending on what the Lord, how the Lord <laughs> deals with you, then maybe you go talk to other people or, or something like that. But anyways, always go to the Lord first. Good or bad, going to the Lord first is the best way. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep, so they followed her there. I you feel like Jesus kind of wanted to talk to them outside of, you know, at some point he knows he's going to get there. There's going to be a lot of people around. So he probably wanted to talk to them a little bit more privately, one-on-one, -on -one, give them a hug, give them some comforting words, give them peace, you know. Um, so that's why... I feel that's why he stayed outside the village where Martha had met him. And then Mary met him there. But then when the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. Again, 
you assume they're following her to continue consoling and her and mourning with her. It reminded me of a verse in Romans chapter 12, verse 5. It basically says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. And the New King James says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So I feel like that's what they were doing. You know, they were weeping with, they were sad with Mary. And sometimes when somebody's just there, they don't necessarily have to say anything, but it's there more, there's more comfort in them just being there than them actually saying anything. And sometimes when they say stuff, it kind of messes it all up. As you find with like Job's friends, when they came to console him, they sat with him for seven days and said nothing. And I think that was more comfort to Job than when they started talking, right? Um, then it says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Where have you heard that before? From her sister, Martha, in verse 21. She said pretty much exactly the same thing. And they both have this understanding of Jesus. They know that he is the Son of God. And healing, he can do. As God, he can heal anyone from anything. You know, they weren't even, it wasn't even an afterthought that, oh my goodness, my brother will. If Jesus had been there, they thought, they knew, he's not going to die. Jesus is here, right? But then it says, she fell at his feet. And it brings back, conjures up, um, pictures in your mind of like Revelation chapter 1 verse 17 when John saw him and it says when I saw him I fell at his feet as if I were dead but he laid his right hand on me and said don't be afraid I am the first and the last that's when John um, the apostle saw Jesus Christ in his vision right so then you see Mary coming up to Jesus Christ right and she falls at his feet and remember we've made mention before of Mary too she'll be the one that anoints him you know before his death um, and so you kind of feel like she might not consciously 100% know why she's doing these things, but she feels compelled to do these things. So she fell at his feet, I believe somewhat in worship, but also in just anguish, you know, um, she's in anguish, anguish, and she's falling at his feet. And most likely she's on her face crying because her brother's dead. And I feel like Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were a very close siblings, you know, it seems they all lived in the same house. They were still very close siblings as adults. So, and I can understand as I'm close with my siblings, if one of them passed away, I'd be, um, I'd be wrecked. You know, I'd be in deep anguish. I'd be in some serious pain from losing someone. But thankfully, knowing that they would be in heaven. So you have this consolement in that, this comfort in that. So when Jesus saw her weeping, verse 33, and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. So I had to look that up. I was like, he got angry? A deep anger welled up within him. But then what you see is that his anger is not at the people uh, weeping with her. His anger is not at anybody there. His anger is actually directed towards the sin that has caused this death. Remember, for the wages of sin is death. There was no death before sin entered into the world through Adam and Eve. Right? So, Lazarus is dead because of sin in the world. And Jesus is angry because that's why he came. He came to vanquish sin. He came to defeat death. Right? He came to defeat death so that we now can live with him for the rest of our lives in heaven when we accept him into our hearts. And that is the one prerequisite to go into heaven. Accepting Jesus Christ into your heart and the sacrifice he did for you on the cross. So... He's angry with the sin and the wages of sin, which are death, which we all know he's going to go down and vanquish at some point. So then he asks her, he asks her, where have you put him? And they told him, Lord, come and see. Then it says, then Jesus wept. 
The only other time you see Jesus weeping is in Luke 19.41. He says, But as he came closer to, to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. And what I see here is Jesus weeps for the things he loves dearly. He loves his people. He loves his friends. He loves his family. You know, that's what Jesus is weeping for. He's weeping because of the pain and anguish and death that comes up as comes upon Jerusalem, came upon Lazarus. So he weeps for them. But thankfully, like I said just a minute ago, Jesus wins the ultimate battle. We no longer are subject to death and we can rise again just like him. You know, so you see Jesus um, weeps for the things he loves deeply, the people he loves deeply. And the places he loves deeply. So it says 36. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him? Yeah. I mean, if somebody cries like that, you know this man loves that guy. You know? Um, so yeah, Jesus' love is evident for Lazarus, for Mary, for Martha. But the other thing you can think of is this. If you, as you see Jesus this, can you think about how much does Jesus love you? You know? He died on a cross for you. Think about that. Jesus died on the cross for you. He didn't just die. I'm just going to die for people. But he actually was thinking, he knew every sin, every person that had lived, was living, and was going to live. And we're part of that, was going to live at the time. You know? And Jesus loved us, you know, to die on the cross for us. So you have to think about that. The, the, he, when he was weeping for Lazarus, when he was weeping for Jerusalem, you know what I mean? He was thinking of sin as a whole over everyone, you know? So, but some said, this man healed the blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? And in John chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, um, that's when Jesus met this, um, this blind man. And he spit on the ground, made some mud, put it on his eyes and told him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Right? And the man washed and came back seeing. So Jesus did that. Right? And they're saying, well, we heard of what he could do there. Why didn't he heal his friend? Who he obviously loves because he's crying. You know, and he's actually come to go see the come to see the family. Why didn't he come earlier to to he, to heal him? You know, and I can understand this question. I can understand this question, but the thing is, this is the problem with us people. We only see the here and now. We don't see the whole picture. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit sees the whole picture, right? So they're working everything out in light of the whole picture and we're working everything on our little heads in light of what i know is going on right now right so they're saying why didn't he come earlier and save his friend who he obviously loves he could look, look at him he's weeping for him and jesus is probably thinking well the reason i didn't come to heal him is because i was actually going to do something better than just heal him i'm going to raise him from the dead and basically once and for all point that i am god so think about that. Think about that. Think about that fact that you only see the little picture. God sees the whole picture. So whatever's happening in your life, you don't know what the whole story is yet. You know part of it. You know the past and what's happening right now. But you don't know what God sees in the future for you. You don't know what he's working out of you, what he's working into you. You don't know what he's built, making you into and building you into, right? You don't know that. So Take that into account. And if you're struggling through a hard time, run to Jesus Christ right away. Do it. I'm telling you, that is the best way. Running to your friends, yeah, helpful for a time. Running to your psychiatrist or your psychologist, yeah, helpful for some time. Running to your meds may be helpful sometimes. But running to Jesus, helpful all the time. Helpful all the time. So, and then you have to imagine, how much does Jesus love you? He loves you a lot. 
He died for your sins. He loves you a lot. So running to him, he has your best interests in mind. He has the best interests in mind and he wants to take care of you and he wants the best for you. And that's why I ask you today, remember to surrender your life to him. Give it up. So I'm going to leave you with tonight. Think about it. We'll see you next week. God bless.